Hey girl, hey. How you doing? <laughs> I'm so excited to be here in the building. Um, I want to apologize. I know the time that I had scheduled for the live today was for earlier, maybe around four o'clock, but um, I had some unfortunate, unforeseen, I would say, uh, things come up earlier in the day. So we, I had to go ahead and pivot, right? How many of us know that life sometimes the flow changes unexpectedly and so as we are navigating our day we have to learn how to pivot grace gracefully right and so yes that's what i had to do i needed to be available for my family members and some friends and some things that i just had going on so i'm here now right because when you set your heart and your mind and you commit yourself to god and to what you said you was going to do there is a blessing in it and so delayed but it's not forsaken right and so i'm so excited i'm so excited um hopefully someone coming to the room i know it's late here in the states however wherever you are around the world hey girl hey i know i have listeners from all over and i appreciate each and every one of you you guys mean so much to me i miss 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 you guys omg i miss you guys so much it has been a long it's been like what a month over a month um, that I've just kind of been, you know, recouping, done a lot of things in that short amount of time. I got a lot of things to share with you guys, some things I can't share right now. But you guys, y'all are my community. Y'all are my sisters. And so we in this journey together, right? We are redefining our work together. So I'm so excited. Um, I'm listening to Isabel Davis. Um, G Jesus, we love you. Because that's what it's about. It's all about Christ. It's all about our Lord and Savior. It's all about Him, right? All that we do is just in preparation as the bride. So when He comes back, He'll find a ready bride, amen? She will be without spot or wrinkle. So we want to be good wives to Christ. And we want to be found um, as, as good as like the five wise versions, amen? We want to be full of our oil. We want to be ready. We don't want to miss him when he come, right? So, this this is one of uh, my favorite songs. It speaks to me so much. Um, I just want to forewarn you guys. I got a little visitor in the building today. Um, I'm babysitting. She's a baby. <laughs> She'll be two in March. She's busy. She's over in my stuff right now. So, if you guys hear her, if you hear me moving around, it's because she's getting into things. But, guess what? We don't stop. As women, as women of God, we wear many hats, right? We're mothers, we're daughters, we're servants of the Most High God. We are disciples of Jesus Christ. You may be a minister, you may be in an entrepreneur, a businesswoman, you may be in the marketplace, you might be in one of the seven mountains, the seven industries. You may be um, a, a you know politician in government. You may be you know active in your local community. You may be an advocate. You may be an activist, a philanthropist. Whatever you are, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, right? And so yes, I am multitasking right now, but we are still here, present, ready to go. Um, as today's episode, I titled it "Identity Theft." Um, because really this season, season four, y'all, we in season four. We've been rocking and rolling for now four seasons. I'm really still like, wow, it has gone by so quickly. But season four is going to be all about getting our identity back. Right? As we are redefining our work, as we are, you know, being healed and being made whole. Sometimes our identity goes by the wayside or so many things happen and create so many voids and holes in our soul where some of us never knew our identity we're, we're seeking we're searching some of us kind of thought we knew our identity and found out that that wasn't quite it so i'm here with you guys embarking on this um journey of truly walking in and being anchored in our identity number one our identity in christ but what does that look like what does that mean right and what did what did he give you dominion of the earth to do he told uh, Adam, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, he said for them to subdue the earth, to have dominion, subdue the earth and be fruitful and multiply. But what does that look like, right? What do you have dominion over? What are you supposed to subdue, right? What are you multiplying? So we're going to go through those things. 
I'm looking forward to having some super dope um, guests on the podcast this season. So, yeah, I'm just looking forward to be dynamic. So, I hope you guys journey with me. Um, and so, I want to do my official welcome. And welcome to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we are redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host, Janelle Renee. And for all of my new listeners, hey, girl. Um, if it's your first time, join us. Um, like, share, subscribe. And of course, if you are a loyal listener, hey, girl, hey. Um, I appreciate you so much. We rocking and rolling again. Support your girl. Um, definitely, we will have opportunities for you guys to call in if you do hop in on the live. So you want to um, subscribe. You want to follow the show here on Podbean because when I go live, you will have a notification and you can actually call in and have your voice um, be heard to add value to um, the topic of that um, episode. So yes, I'm really looking to, for you guys to engage more. Um, I really want to um, engage with you guys and really connect with you guys more this season. So I just want to give you guys a heads up. That's where we're going. Um, but yes, like I said, we're, we're going down this journey of identity because I find that a lot of us, we, we may think we are in purpose or we may think we know our identity or some of us, like I said, are just searching. They're seeking, trying to figure it out, right? Because sometimes we get into things, we get into relationships and we get into um, careers and we get into, you know, these different um, dynamics that at some point or in some way we begin to uh, have have those things identify us so we begin to put our identity in a thing right so you begin that because one thing I had said because y'all just had an event this weekend um, yes, I just had an event um, for the women's women's uh, ministry and organization that God placed on my heart to um, to create, and um, it was amazing. It was phenomenal. But one thing that the, I feel Holy Spirit kept saying to me, as He told me identity when I was seeking Him for what it was He wanted the theme of that um, event to be, is that a lot of times as women, when someone asks you who you are, like who are you, sis, you gonna tell them what you do. You're going to be like, oh, I'm a mom. You're going to be like, um, I'm a wife. You know, I'm a businesswoman. You know, I, um, you know, I'm a minister. You know, um, whatever you do, you're going to tend to lead with that because some, for some reason, we begin to attach our identity to what we do. And sometimes on the flip side, circumstance happens, trauma happens, you know, um, unforeseen circumstances happen, crisis happens, life happens, right? Some, sometimes life just can knock the wind out of us. And when you go through those tra traumatic um, trials and tribulations and have those experiences, sometimes that begin to add um, negative things to your identity, right? You begin to feel like you're worthless or you begin to feel like you're never, you know, going to get out of your situation. You begin to feel like no one's going to love you or you have no hope. And we even tend to say these things to ourselves secretly. So the Lord really was dealing with me because I've been there. Like normally... When we do the podcast, it's either something I'm going through um, in real time or something I have went through because what I find that more people can relate to is experience. Like, yes, I can go and get a degree and it's nothing wrong with that. I can go and study and get a certification and there's nothing wrong with that. I can get some kind of formal training to be able to professionally convey to you um, how to discover your identity or what it looks like to lose your identity and how that affects your biological makeup and how that affects, you know, and shapes your entire world. I could do that, right? And that's cool. And again, nothing's wrong with that. So sis, if you're a therapist, if you're a counselor, you know, if you are, you know, in some profession where you do that, I support you. Kudos. I'm an advocate of therapy, mental health, you know, therapy, counseling, all of the things I have went. Um, I, I am even considering going back. So I definitely um, applaud those who have put in that um, sweat equity and who have put in that investment, that time, that financial investment, all of that to get um, educated and be trained professionally. But if we're honest, there are some things that only experience can get you. Come on, somebody. It's not to undermine anybody who has gone and put in the work because that also counts. That's also powerful, right? That's also beneficial. So it's not to take away from it, but we can't, I think sometimes, at least for me, let me speak for myself. Sometimes I feel like I'm not qualified or sometimes I feel like, you know, I'm not capable, right? Um, to, to show up and speak to a certain situation or speak to a certain 
topic or speak to a certain thing because I'm quote unquote, not a licensed therapist or quote unquote, not a counselor or quote unquote, don't have some kind of degree or don't have some kind of um, letters behind my name. Right. And one thing that I have had to work through is the Lord oftentimes takes us on journeys of experience. That's why the Bible tells us in Revelations 12 that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of thy testimony, right? Because sometimes a person is looking at a situation and they only can look at it from a clinical place. They can only look at it from a place of the studies that they have reviewed, you know, the, the, you know, the studies that they ran, you know, the, the things that they have learned, you know, what they've been taught, what they've read, you know, the, the articles the, that they have, you know, read or, you know, all the research that they've done, right? They can only identify with something and they can definitely help. They can definitely, you know, um, give you some tools, some help you to heal, help you to overcome. They can help you to work through it, to navigate it, all those things, because that's what they're trying to do. But there's something different, at least in my experience. There is something different when somebody know or is speaking to me from experience. Because I know that the emotions that I felt in the moment or the darkness that I was in or the heaviness, right, or the voices that was going through my mind or, you know, the pain that was emanating through my body. I know that that person knows by experience that person has been there. That person can identify with me on an intimate level beyond surface, right? They can, they, they, we, we literally can, can have a, you know, a level of intimacy, right? That I can't have with somebody who hasn't had my experience, right? And so when I speak about identity theft, right? When I speak about going through an identity crisis, I'm speaking from experience because I lived a life almost 40 years in an identity crisis and didn't even know it. And so um, I was, I just, you know, I'm so excited and passionate about this, as you can see, um, because I just know that so many of my sisters are like me, right? You're intelligent, you're gifted, right? You're beautiful. Um, you, you, you have all these beautiful qualities, right? You have talents like no other, right? You know, you just, you, you have a anointing about you. You just, there is something about you that is just, that draws people to you, right? You just, you have, you're, you having a, a, a creativity, an innovation, right? You are, you, you have all of these great qualities about yourself, but you can't figure out why you still feel empty or why you still are struggling, right? Why you still are unfulfilled in what you're doing. Why every time you look up, you switching careers, you switching relationships, you know, you're trying to adapt to this thing and that thing and, and this person and that person in this friend group because the the thing is you don't need to change your outside circumstances what you need to do is do some real um deep introspection and self-reflection to go internally to figure out what is the root and and a lot of times the root is i don't know who i am and so like i said i speak from experience because i know that i made a lot of decisions based on I was living out of identity crisis. So when I can, when I go back now to examine the choices that I made financially, the choices that I made in career, like career, the choices that I made relationally, right? The choices that I made um, for my family, the like all of the choices that I was making in my life were out of a identity crisis. And a lot of times I did a what I had to do or I did what I saw other people doing and it worked for them. I'm going to say that again for those in the back. I either did what I had to do or I did what I saw other people do and it worked for them. Right? So I never really knew what Janelle wanted though. I never really was truly fulfilled. Now, some things I did worked for my good, right? Some things I did, it, I enjoyed it and I was good at it. I got, I was successful, all of the things. However, I was unfulfilled and I never had that true enjoyment, enjoyment or that joy. I never had that fulfillment. I never had that, you know, that constant peace that comes with being in purpose, that comes with being secure in who you are. So if everybody else decided to change, if everything else decided to change, I could stay anchored in who I am and what I'm doing because I am secure. Amen. And so 
once I started thinking about that, and then I have people who are close to me, people who are um, very close to me, um, who are in a situation right now, who um, they she they're trying to figure out who they are. They're trying to figure out what their purpose is. They feel lost. They just feel like, you know, really they, you know, been feeling like they just want to give up because it's so hard because they don't know what they're created to do. They don't know what they're good at. They don't know what decision to make. They don't know what direction to go in, you know, and it's so interesting because when you, when you come out on the other side, you know, and, and two, I want to learn to be a lot more sensitive to people in their current circumstances. But when you come out on the other side, as hard as it is in those seasons, because again, I've been there, as hard, as much as it seems hopeless, as much as it seems like things are, all the walls are caving in on you, it seems like your whole life is falling apart. It seems like you just, you you, you don't add no value to, to society, you know, like all of these things. It, if you If you stay committed, right, if you begin to do the work, if you begin to go down your healing journey, your journey of self-discovery, your journey of, you know, um, purpose and destiny, when you get on the other side, you look at it and you be like, wow, everything did work out. And so when people in the moment would say, everything is going to be fine, it's going to work out. Everything, you know, you, the Lord know what he's doing. You know, the Lord is not going to leave and forsake you. The The word tells us in Romans 8, 28, that all things were together for the good, right? That God knows your beginning from your end. He ain't brought you this far to leave you. His ways are just not our ways. His thoughts, not our thoughts. So we have more of a streamlined mind. We have more of a logical finite mind to where we think the steps to get to the next destination is you know is linear right we think it's just there is it's just a straight line but when god and those of us who's been tracking and journeying with god over these you know over time understand that it seemed like he liked to take the scenic route you know what i'm saying like he's seen the one to take you like all around the world and back and the scenic route and the detour and then get you to the destination and you think to yourself lord it's like why you couldn't just go from a to b why did we go from a to z to e to to p and then come back and go to b and then and go back to z you know why do we have to go that because there are things there there there's there are seasons in our life where we got to go through certain processes, right? We have to go through the stripping. We have to go through getting uncomfortable. I know you guys hear her. She's cute as a button. So, yes, yeah, she is cute as she sounds. But uh, hopefully she, you know, calms down here because we, you know, come on. Come on, baby girl. Uh, so, yes. Uh you know, there are certain things like um, stages of development, right? Stages of maturity. Sometimes we got to go through a, a, a mindset shift. Sometimes, you know, there are some things that God needs to prune off, right? The Bible tells us in John 15 that Jesus is divine. We're the branches. The father is the vine dresser. And every branch that does not produce fruit, he, you know, he cuts it off and it's thrown into the fire. And every branch that produces fruit, he prunes it that it produce even more fruit. So sometimes we're in a pruning, right? So it's it's like even though in our mind we think we should go right from A to Z, there are so many um processes and stages and phases in between that God knows that we need. Cause if if he take us to the destination without going through that process, we're going to get to the destination and be destroyed. Now, does that make it any easier to swallow? Absolutely not. Is that something that you want to hear in the moment? Absolutely not. But when you are in Christ, you know that your faith, your trust, your confident hope is in God, knowing that his thoughts for toward you are good and not of evil, knowing Lord that, that the Lord is with you always and everywhere that you go, right? Knowing that he said, do not be afraid, do not be dismayed because he's with you he's never going to leave nor forsake you because he said he's going to help you and hold you up with his righteous right arm in isaiah 41 and 10 so if you believe it because that's what it comes down to and and even the testing sometimes we just gotta go through the testing everything ain't the devil sometimes it is we have an adversary right and he definitely is coming to kill steal and destroy but sometimes because i think sometimes we just lose we we kind of are imbalanced 
we either too spiritual or we're too carnal and we're not real balanced. We think everything that happened that we don't like or that don't feel good or didn't go in our way is the devil. And we think every single thing that look good is God. And it's like we really got to really develop a personal, intimate relationship with him so we can discern his voice, his character. Like it tells us, you know, in John 10, my sheep, the sheep knows the shepherd's voice and, and do not follow a stranger. And I think, I know I'm guilty. I have followed a strange voice before. And I've had to come back, step back and get, come to myself and be like, wow, I thought that was God. Ow. And because it, it, it could, it, it was like, it could have been God. It could, it sounded like God. It looked like God. But the reality is when, when I come, um, when the Lord really brings that thing in full circle, I look at it and I'm like, Ooh, that wasn't God. And so there are so many things that we really have to go through in our, in our, uh, time of getting prepared for our destiny, right? And so the journey of discovering your identity, no matter what has stolen your identity, no matter what has impacted your identity, no matter what, um, if you just don't even know or never knew your identity, the Lord's intention, the Lord's heart is to get you to the destination. It's just, he knows the path, right? And so a lot of times we get discouraged on the path because again, I remember seeing a, um, it's like a meme or something and it's a picture and it said um it, it says your plan and it was just like a, a open field and it was just like a straight path right from from a to z right it was just a straight path it said your plan and then up above it it said god's plan and it was like mountains valleys it was just like um just big uh deep wide oceans and alligators in the oceans and fire and this and that it was all of this stuff and it was so and, and i think that's a great visual because when we get to the realization and understand that God's ways truly are not our ways, but that everything is going to work for our good, we can have peace in the process, even as you're discovering your identity. I'm not going to sit here and say that it happens overnight. It can. To God be the glory, if that's your experience, I pray it is. But for the most of us, it's not. We really got to go through some processes because if you don't, if you have lost your identity because circumstances and situations and things have has created holes in your souls and they have you know done things to alter your identity now you got to go back and you got to deal with those things right you got to go back and deal with that you got to go to the root of that you got to discover the root you got to uproot it and then you got to replace um and so that that's a process sometimes we don't even realize what the what really is the thing that's causing us to have an identity crisis sometimes we compartmentalize it so much sometimes we just just we shoved it under the rug so much. Sometimes we just ignored it so long that we forgot it's even there, right? And so, you know, we have to go through that process. Sometimes, like I said, I had to go through a complete pruning and stripping physically and then mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of the things. So I lost everything physically. I had to give it up, give it away. I'm talking about it wasn't like somebody came and took it from me or, you know, it was repossessed or nothing. It was like the Lord said I had to give it up because the word says anybody who have given up mothers, fathers, houses, careers, whatever, for the gospel surely shall receive even more. So there are times where you got to give up something. For the gospel of Jesus Christ, you got to give up something for your destiny. You got to give up something for your identity. Sometimes the things that you think you need, the things you're holding on to are the very things that are preventing you from discovering who you are. And so, yes, I went through that. If anybody been, been rocking with us from season one to now or even listening to season two or three, you have heard my testimony. Um, and, I, and I always want to make sure that I give it because I want somebody to know if they're going through that, it's not only you. And it's not something that God is allowing to happen to you. It's happening for your good. If you believe what the word says, was it hard? Yes. Was it dark? Was it heavy? Did I feel like it was it the one of the hardest seasons I've ever been through? Yes. But it really shaped and molded me and built me to be the woman I am today. Now I'm very confident and secure in who I am. My identity is anchored in Christ. My identity is anchored in what the word of God says about me. What God who God says that I am. I know for sure what 
direction I'm headed in. I know my purpose. I know I'm called to women. I know I'm called to the marketplace. I know the Lord wants me to use my story and use my experience, my testimony to help bring his daughters out of whatever pit that they may find themselves in. I'm very, I am very sure of that. But if you would have asked me just a few years ago, I would have probably said something like, I didn't know, or I made it whatever I was doing. At that time, I was a licensed cosmetologist and I was a licensed insurance agent. So I might have said I was supposed to be, because um, I wanted to be in finance. Um, so I might have said, I want, you know, I'm supposed to be in finance, or that was my purpose. Or, you know, um, I always knew I wanted to, I love to make women beautiful. Um, and so doing hair was rewarding in that sense because I love the transformation. I, Loved it. I, in hair school, used to get clients that had extreme hair challenges. And I learned to embrace those things. And it was like my mind naturally could come up with a personalized um, solution, right? And how to um, help their hair to begin to be revitalized and restored and begin to get healthy and grow. And I had, and I was able to just, you know, um, just duplicate that over and over and over even though the clients have different hair types have different hair needs have different hair challenges right all of these things but i became very um fluent and very good at just being able to examine what the needs is and i'm sure holy spirit was helping me because come on now i'm not gonna try to make it seem like i'm that smart amen so, but it was like, it was so natural. My mind would literally create a entire, like, um, I would come up with a, with a, with a cocktail, right? A, a special, like, I call, we call it a cocktail. It wasn't a drink. Come on, y'all. It wasn't a drink. So what that, what a cocktail means, just like a mixologist, when they are like working at a, as a bartender or something, and you take, you know, different ingredients and you, to create something, I would do that. So I would create these custom made, um, uh, conditioning treatments and um, treatments for uh, my clients hair based on what their hair challenges was and based on what their particular hair needs was and I'm and I'm not saying this just to toot my own horn um, I have client testimonial after client testimonial of clients who said their hair never grew clients that I had a client who didn't never comb her hair like I'm, I'm saying in real life, like I was, I, I couldn't believe it. And her mother had her come to me because I was doing her mother's hair and her mother was so pleased that she brought both her daughters to me. And both of them, they just didn't know how to take care of their hair. Their mother, you know, she wasn't into doing hair. That's why she got her hair done. So she couldn't, she didn't really educate them. And so they just weren't walking around without doing much of anything. The one absolutely said she did not even comb her hair at all. The other one, you know, she tried to go to different stylists here and there, but she wasn't consistent. And um, to see that client's hair, literally her hair became so beautiful. It grew so long. It was so healthy. Like, and she became a consistent client. And I have so many, you know, like I said, testimonials of that. Just clients who hair would just grow like just like wildfire, literally just because. And I know people say things like, oh, you got growing hands. No, because it's not necessarily a such thing. However, if you understand the science and the biology of hair, because when you go to hair school, you, you learn that when you understand that and you're able to look at what it is that what is the logical, you know, solution um, to their hair need. Um, and I'm sure, again, it came with some gift. But um, at the end of the day, I was able to do that time and time again. And I absolutely loved it. So I knew from that experience that I love to make things beautiful i knew i loved the challenge i loved um having the being having the challenge of seeing can i restore this can i bring this back can i get the results that i that this client is looking for and when and and that began to shape me and and, and i didn't know then because i started doing hair in 2013 um so you're talking about seven years ago but i didn't know that that really meant that i was called to help women to become for women who have, you know, have gone through some extreme challenges, women who have, you know, experienced some brokenness, because sometimes my clients would come in and their hair would be broken off. 
You know, sometimes they would, you know, have a scalp, you know, condition. Some, you know, so whatever it was, right? I, I, I began to love the transformation. And so here we are today, not knowing that in that the Lord was really cultivating that gift in me because that's exactly what I do today, just in a different way. I no longer do hair. I'm retired from hair. But what I do is I still love the challenge and the transformation of helping women discover their identity and their beauty and to see them blossom and flourish. I absolutely love it. And that's why being a coach is, is so easy. It's so second nature. That's why being an encourager, being a mentor, being an accountability partner, you know, being someone to come alongside you and say, come on, sis, you can do this. I'm with you. I'm running with you. I got you. You just don't give up. Don't, you know, begin to speak life. That's it's nothing for me to do that because that's who I am. I do it every day, all day. Even when I don't try to do it, I do it. Even when I don't, I'm not even conscious of it. And see, that's when you begin to discover your identity because it's the thing that you do naturally. It's the thing you create, you, that you. it's what births what you're created to do. So when you discover your identity, it's, it becomes easier to discover your purpose. I find that most people who are having a hard time discovering their purpose is because they don't know their identity, right? And so let's talk about some um, some ways that we can identify um, that we're in an identity crisis, right? Because I know you probably are sitting here and you're like, oh, okay, we're here talking about identity. We understand the importance of it. We know what it is, what it means, you know, but how do I know if I'm in an identity crisis? Like, how do I know that? So since I'm going to give you five signs, so um, get a pen and paper. I'll give you a few moments. You want to write these down. If you believe that you are struggling with trying to figure out your identity or you may be not sure if you're in an identity crisis, um, you really want to write these down, meditate on them, go through them and begin to, you know, follow them to, to so it can help you to be um, to, to get um, you want to get clear clarity because the thing i find that when we have ambiguity or when we're not sure about something we tend to vacillate a lot we're not we're not really you know anchored in that thing so we really want to get like anchored with our truth because the truth the bible says and the knowledge of the truth will make you free right we know jesus is the way the truth and the life right and so when we when we are honest about our truth, then we can come up with a clear solution because we we can identify what the issue is. Right. So when I knew that I was in the identity crisis, like I said, almost 40 years of living well into my 30s before it began to make click for me, it became clear because I, I could look over my life like, wow, I could look like I said at my decisions. I could look at, you know, my choices. I could look at how I moved, the, the friends I chose, the men I chose, you know, the things I did, all of these things. And I could, I, I could trace it back to, wow, I did that because I seen everybody else do that. Or I did that because I thought that I was what, what I was supposed to do. Or I did that because that's what I had to do. Very rarely was I making a choice because it was what I wanted to do. Or what I was supposed to do, right? And so again, it is that epiphany, it is that that light bulb moment that we have to have, so we're able to say, okay, I found the problem. When you find the problem, then the solution will follow. So five times you are in an identity crisis, a sense of disconnection from your values and goals, right? So if you have values and goals, but you're disconnected, it's like you know your life, your lifestyle is not really in alignment, it's like they're not connected, then that may be a sign that you are in an identity crisis. Um, an inability to define yourself or who you want to be, right? If you're not clear on who you are or even who you want to be, don't know the woman like um, that you see yourself being, like when you look in the mirror or you think of a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, you can't identify who you want to be or you can't identify who you are today, that is a sign you are in an identity crisis. Um, you're unsure of what you like or who you are. Um, again, I know, like I said, for me, I was just liking or pretending I like all kind of stuff. 
just because the friend group, everybody else was doing it, just because that's what they was doing in my community, just because that's what I observed other people doing and it seemed to work for them. But I didn't know who I was. So like, it's that, like that saying goes, when you stand for nothing, you will fall for anything. So when you don't stand for you, you gonna find yourself falling for, you know, trying to do this thing and this thing and this thing, because you're trying to find a sense of validation. You're trying to find a sense of belonging. You're trying to find your tribe or, you know, you're trying to, you know, um, find identity in all of these things. And so that's another sign. Um, number four, you have difficulty making decisions. Again, like I said, a lot of decisions that I made were based on circumstances or was based on, you know, other outside, um, outside, uh, influences, but it really wasn't coming from me. It wasn't coming from, you know, my core. It wasn't coming from, you know, really who I was because I didn't know. So I was just kind of making decisions. And it was, and then a lot of times I would have difficulty making decisions. OMG, I would be so overwhelmed with making the decisions. And it was, it was like, I would be so scared. Like, oh my gosh, if I, if I make this decision, is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? You know, and then sometimes I wouldn't make a decision because I would just be so overwhelmed over analyzing in my mind and over and creating all of these, you know, fictitious, you know, uh, imaginary, um, scenarios in my mind to the point where I wouldn't even make a decision. I was in an identity crisis. Um, number five, you feel like you're living some someone else's life and not your own. Um, I used to, I used to feel like that, and I didn't know in the moment that that's what I was feeling. But I used to always feel like I, I would probably say something like, like, what is this life? Like, why do I feel like this? Or you know, this this don't feel like me. This not me. And I remember um when i was in the streets okay i tell people um especially as i have um gone more public and i do more speaking and um and i and i'm really being honest to to tell um so women can have an understanding like what you see today wasn't always what it was like god had to do real work in me like y'all y'all don't get it i was really living a life you feel me i was living a life where i was doing all the sins okay i was living a whole life of sin and so when i was um doing that i had people approach me like two or three times and and they were living the same lifestyle as me which was so odd to me it ain't even like they were believers it, it's not like they were in church they were literally like in my circle we all out here sinning and they would come up to me and be like Janelle, what are you doing? This is not, this is not you. This is not like you. So I got offended. See, I didn't understand that was the Lord using them because if you know anything about God, you know, he could use anything and anyone. He can make the rocks cry out. He made, he talked, had a donkey talk. So God will use a, a sinner. He will use anyone, right? Because if, if that's the lifestyle you live in, that's what's going to be identifiable to you. And so these people came up to me and I didn't know God was trying to inform me all those years ago that daughter, you're in an identity crisis. You're living this life because you are lost because you don't really know who you are and whose you are you don't really know that you're the apple of my eye you don't really know that you're fearfully and wonderfully made you don't really know that when i broke the mold i made when i made you i broke the mold you don't really know that i love you so much that i sent my only son to die and shed his blood and take on all of the things that you're doing even right now so you can be back in relationship with me you don't know that i created you for a purpose that i have a plan for you and it's for a hope and a future see because i didn't know my identity because I didn't know my God because if you know anything about anything that has an identity right that's like if you have an iPhone I happen to have iPhone so you know if you got an Android no shade okay but I do have um, Apple products however I got an Apple product why would I go to Samsung and ask Samsung how my iPhone work or to fix my iPhone when they did not the one who made it. And so when you looking for your identity and when you find yourself looking in different places, looking in for um, to different people, looking to different circumstances, looking, you know, to different careers, looking to all of these outside things other than God, you're going to always find yourself being disappointed because how can somebody who didn't create you tell you how you supposed to work or tell you what your life is supposed to be, tell you what you called to do, how they can't. But when you don't know your, who your creator is, you don't even know God, or you don't understand that who he is and that he's made you and he formed you and he knew you before he formed you in your mother's womb. And, and he had a plan for you that you are a, a 
position. When he put you in your mother's womb, no matter how you got there, who cares what your daddy, you know, and mom, they didn't work out or they got a divorce or your daddy didn't want you or your mama didn't want you. It don't matter because they were just the vessel that God used to bring you here. He sent you here because he needed you to be an answer to a solution in the earth. He sent you here to have dominion, to subdue the earth, to be fruitful, to multiply. But when you don't know that, you find yourself in an identity crisis. And so then, you know, we have an adversary. So that's another way we can find ourselves in an identity crisis. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and that includes our identity. And that's how we find ourselves in these different type of lifestyles. That's how we find ourselves doing things that sometimes we. I look back and like, why did I even do that? I don't even know why I did that. I didn't even like that, you know, but I just was being so influenced, you know, about, because I was living a lifestyle of sin. I was indulging in the things of the world, which because because we know that the Bible tells us that the devil, he's the God of this world. He is not God with big G God. He's little G God of this world. He's the prince of the power of the air. And so when you are living a lifestyle of sin, you're indulging in his things. And he has the right to come in. He has the right to come in to, to, to wreak havoc and destroy your life. And he's going to do that. And so when, when you are in an identity crisis because he has come in and maybe you experienced abuse when you grew up like as a child, like me because he you know a lot of times a lot of us in our adulthood really are dealing with issues from things that happen in our childhood and because we are stripped from our identity because of that that circumstance when i was molested as a child that stole my innocence see that stole my innocence and that opened me up to something that I wasn't supposed to be opened up to that opened me up to lust that opened me up to perversion I you know and it just took me down a dark path however that stole my identity because now from a little child, when I don't even understand what's happening, I don't know what's going on. Now I'm starting to be shaped by pornography. Now I'm starting to be shaped by molestate, um, by, by um, masturbation. Now I'm starting to, you know, just kind of go through all these different, you know, um, down this sexual path because of, you know, what happened to me. And now I'm, I'm thinking that this is my identity. And that's why you can hear people say stuff like, that's just who I am. I've always been this way. And it's so sad because we we begin to accept something that God never placed on us. God never said we were dirty. We were never supposed to have our innocence stolen. We was never supposed to be abused. We were never supposed to be mistreated. We were never supposed to be taken advantage of. God is good. His thoughts toward us is good. But the enemy, he will influence people. It's not even the people themselves because some people will say they don't know why they did it. But the enemy will come in and use them and he will steal our identity through even toxic relationships, abusive relationships, you know, um, disappointment, betrayal, you know, offense. All of these things will come into our heart and it'll harden us. It'll call us, cause us to be cold. And now we start thinking, you know, oh, I'm never going to let nobody get close to me or ain't nobody going to ever love me or all men, you know, going uh, are dogs. And we just start, you know, saying all these things and adopting and all these identities and all these mindsets that God never intended for us. So there's so many things that can um, contribute to us having an identity crisis, right? But how many of us know that the Bible says the thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus has come to give us life and to that we shall have it in abundance amen and so when you know that you have abundant life in christ no matter what your outside circumstances circumstances say when you know that you are in christ and if you are in if you abide in him he abides in you if you know that you are seated in heavenly places alongside christ jesus when you know that you are a co-heir to the throne of grace when you know that you are a child of god and as a father he chastised those that he loved when you know that your god is faithful and he will never leave nor forsake and that he's not a man that he shall lie. Yes, you may have been hurt by a natural man. Yes, you might have been hurt by your natural father. But your father in heaven, he is not like no man. And he loves you with an everlasting love. When you begin to know who you are, the David says so many times in the Psalms, wonderful are your works and I know them well. When you can look at yourself and love everything about you and, and say, I'm good. I know that I'm loved and I know that I'm valuable and I know that I'm worthy because I was created 
created in the image of God, in his image and his likeness. Come on now. I think sometimes we skip over that like real quick because it's so such a familiar passage. But the Bible says you were created, we are created in his image. That means we are a reflection of him, but in his likeness, that means we are like him. And if we believe God is good, if we believe that God, you know, that that he is wonderful, that that, you know, that he is loving, that he is faithful, that he is gracious, that he is merciful, you know, that he is powerful, that he is kind. If we believe that, then we should believe that about ourselves because we're made in his likeness. But when you don't know your identity, then it's very hard to navigate life storms it's very hard to stand firm on your convictions come on now because i know many a times i would say to myself oh i'm not doing that i'm not accepting that again i'm not going i'm not gonna let him come back and i will find myself bending and you know and 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 giving in time after time because really i was i needed that thing to give me identity I needed that thing to to make me feel validated. I needed that relationship to make me feel like I was loved or I be loved, not knowing that God loves me. And and in Romans, Paul said that nothing can separate me from his love. Bye. So you got to know your identity, right? And so we just went over five signs that you could be in an identity crisis, but we have to know God is so good that he's never going to leave you the way that he found you. That is what I just love about God because he found me. I was a whole mess. Like I, like I, I said in my event that I just had this past weekend, I would be someone that the world would label as very unlikely to succeed or very unlikely to have success or very unlikely to be chosen very because i have three sons by three different dads my sons are all five years apart but i had three children by the time i was 30 years old you know because i have a i was promiscuous in my past because i come from a household where my parents you know they had addictions i was a you know, sexually, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I made a lot of mistakes. You know, at one point I had got, you know, into, you know, um, hanging with the wrong crowd and we was, you know, going to the store stealing and boosting and I caught a charge and I had to go to jail overnight, all kind of stuff I done been through. I done engaged in all kind of sexual activity, sex with, um, sexual activity with women, sexual activity with men. You know, I done did so many things. I done did some horrible, horrible things in my life so by the world standard they like no you not qualify you not good enough you too damaged but god he will give you beauty for ashes he used the foolish things to confound the wise right he will give you a crown right for all he will give you double he gave job double for all that he went through right he'll restore you like Joseph was so restored after he went through all that he went through that he named one of his children. The Lord made me forget. I, That's what one of his children's I, name mean. I, it means the Lord made I, me forget. I, I said earlier, I did forewarn the people. I'm babysitting. I got the little baby. My little baby cousin is here and she's all up in my business. But we just going to let her be up. She want to be in the podcast. So <laughs> when you hear her, that's who that is. And so, yeah, she, she got a voice and she want to use it. She want us to hear her voice. But, um, you know, it's so many things that I dealt with in life, but even like Joseph, you can get to the place where, where God will restore you so much that you, you will forget the things you went through. You will forget all the times you were crying your eyes out, crying yourself to sleep. All the times you had a broken heart. All the times you felt lonely. All the time his own brother sold him into slavery. They threw him in a pit and then let the people go take him into slavery. Never knowing what was going to happen to him. Didn't know if he was dead or alive. All because of the envy and hatred in their heart. His own family. Sometimes it's your own family. But God can restore you so much and get you so full of identity and, and get you right to that place in, of destiny and get you right into your purpose that you will be like Joseph, like, I forget. I forget all that pain. I forget all that betrayal. I, I, I can even extend forgiveness to, to those people who hurt me. I can, I can love one them. If they came to me for help, I can help them because you have your identity. Your identity is in the Lord, right? And so God wants to see us in the identity that he gave us. And if we really want to know who we are, we can study the word of God because his word tells us 
who we are. It gives us identity and it tells us who he is. So when we hear something like I made in his image and his likeness, I know what that means because I know who he is. I know his character. I know his nature. I know his voice, right? And so I want to, um, <laughs> she is having her a good time. Um, I want to give us five tips to discover your identity. Um, and so number one is get to know yourself. And so I'm going to just say real quick, like, I remember when I had the breakup um, with my um, ex, my last relationship. And even though we really like because he was away, so we were, you know, not physically um, together in that sense. We were before his situation happened. But even still, it was like he was still so much a part of my life. He still took up so much of my life and my time, right? We still talked, you know, all the time. And, you know, and I was always thinking about him. And so really, I he was. it was almost as if he was present. And God was like, no, I need you to get to know yourself. And what I found was after I <laughs> reluctantly broke up with him and ended that relationship, as the Lord began to take me on my discovery of uh, my identity on that journey, I came to the revelation that I didn't even know myself. I'm well into my 30s. And I had to sit with myself and say, I don't know who I am. And that was the first time that I ever realized it because I always had something taking up my time, taking up my space. If it wasn't a relationship, it was friendships, it was working, it was school, it was just being a mom, it was just everything, right? And so God put me in a position where I wasn't working, I had no relationship, I had nowhere to go because I had no car. Um, <laughs> uh, I was in a very, very um, like isolated place, so I didn't have a lot of friends. And I had to really get to know myself, which really catapulted me to who I am today, really discovering my identity. So this is true, you know, and I know a lot of times we hear things, but I'm saying I'm letting you know from experience, I literally went through that. Um, and it also says, take some time to explore your thoughts and feelings. Try writing in a journal, meditating and reflecting on your life experiences. That's something I do anyway. I'm a journaler. I encourage everybody to journal, to, to write down, to be present with your emotions, to get to know your emotions, your feelings, to understand yourself, how you how you even work, how you're made up, right? Who are you? And Because I think a lot of times we just don't take that time to do that. And so um, that's a good way to begin to um, discover your identity. Um, number two, connect with your passions. Identifying what you're passionate about can help you find your identity. Find activities that bring you joy and make you feel alive. So, like I said, when I started, when I started being intentional with uh, encouraging women and giving women strategies and advice and you know mentoring women and all of that, like I've done that like my whole life, literally. But I never looked at it like coaching or being a mentor. I was just like, I'm just. I just love people and I love my sisters. And so anybody asks me for advice, I'm gonna give them wholehearted advice from my heart and like true advice that I will follow myself. You know, I'm always encouraging someone cause that's just natural for me. You know, I'm always, you know, trying to push someone and propel them right forward. So that's just something I like to do. But once I became intentional about it and I found myself wanting to be in activities where I was doing that more and it became more clear, like, ah, this is who I am. Um, number three, embrace your uniqueness. Um, now, we're going we, we to put a pin in this one right here because I think too many times, because even at my event, someone, um, whatever uh, activity we were, the ladies were doing, someone can't mention something that was unique about them. Like they had a quirkiness or right, or they were, you know, very, um, you know, silly or goofy or something. And they're, you know, and they said it in a very, um, you know, a bashful way, you know, or like a, almost ashamed, you know, like it was a, a negative thing. And I'm like, God created us all unique. He created us with those little quirks, right? Because he He wants us to have those. Those are the things he's going to need to for you to do whatever you're called to do, for you to connect to whoever you're supposed to connect to. Your people, your tribe are going to love that thing about you. Your husband gonna love that thing about you, right? So we always think we got to change ourselves to become better or become more acceptable or to look like this or that person. No, 
You're unique for a reason because God ain't made no duplicates. Everything he makes, you know, it's, 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 it's like he's, he's making an original. So you, you need that about yourself. So embrace your uniqueness. Celebrate the things that make you different from others and make you special. I always tell people, I'm me. I'm me all day, how I am. It's what you see is what you're going to get. I'm the same in public. I'm the same in private. I'm silly. Sometimes I say things and, you know, you just never know what's going to come out my mouth. Um, I love to have fun. I love to laugh. Um, I'm real down to earth, you know, like all of, it's just who I am. Like, you know, I, I, I'm a little hood, you know, I embrace it. You know, I grew up, you know, I'm from, you know, I grew up in the streets. So it's there, you know, because God didn't take it all away because he need me to identify with my sisters who also is in the streets and my sisters who also is living that hustler lifestyle and that lifestyle, you know, being out there doing all of those things I was doing. So when I go get her, she don't feel uncomfortable or feel like I'm judging her because she can see that, you know, like Paul said, I become all things to all men so that I can win even more, right? Not to, unto sin, not unto sin, but I need you to know that, sis, I'm here with you, right? There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So, yes, you want to celebrate those things. Check with yourself regularly. Take some time to ask yourself questions about your values, your beliefs, your goals, and dreams. I do that often. I ask myself, what do I really believe? Even when it comes to the word of God, even when it comes to God, because certain pressures, will really like it will really what's in you gonna come out right and, and i know we say things and we quote scriptures and we we know the religious jargon and we know you know um the religious rhetoric we know how to you know how you doing says oh i'm blessed and highly favored you know too blessed to be stressed all the things we know how to you know follow the 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 line and path of religion but what do we really believe we know how to say, you know, you know, I'm just waiting on the Lord. But what do what do I really believe? Or the Lord is good. You know, what do I really believe about that? Or, you know, um, God is faithful. Or, you know, I have, you know, the faith, you know, that moves mountains. But it's like sometimes that sounds good. And, not, and I, we want that to be the case. We want it to be true. But then when you get into a real fire or a real trial, a real storm, you will find that what comes out may not be that right? And so it's not to say it's wrong, but sometimes we need to identify. We need to know what do I really believe? Because if what I'm believing is contrary or is it, if it's contradicting the word of God, then I need to go back and I need to ask God to help me in that area. And if we can't, if we don't discover it or we don't uncover it, then we can't ask God. We can't ask Holy Spirit to come into that place and to ask him to, you know, help us to overcome that or help us to put away that mindset or help us to put away that thought process or that unbelief that doubt whatever it is right and so you know taking time to ask questions about your values beliefs goals and dreams you know what do you really really want what are your dreams and don't feel like you gotta say you know what sounds safe like i always tell people i don't care if you tell me you want to go to the moon we gonna make a strategy how you gonna get to the moon period what are what do you really want not what people think you should say or not what sounds safe or not what sounds logical, but what's really in your heart. Because if God's going to give you the desires of your heart, it's the desires he put there. So no matter how big or small it is, check with yourself. What do you really want? What are your dreams? What are your aspirations, right? If you want to be the president, you know, if you want to be whatever it is, it's all possible. All things are possible with God. And sometimes we put him in a box. We limit because we're too afraid to ask. We're too afraid to dream big. We're too afraid to, 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 to prove him in this, right? And so, yes, we got to go and we got to um, check in with ourselves regularly. And the fifth thing is seek support. Find a supportive friend, family member, or mental health professional who can help you discover your identity or even a coach, right? Or even accountability at your church, whatever is going to be most convenient for you, whatever, you know, where you're going to be able to truly have that um, relationship and build that trust. And so that person can walk and um, do life with you. That's absolutely something that um, helps um, in, on this journey when you are discovering your identity. And so I pray that 
season uh episode one to season four on identity um really bless someone i pray that it blessed you i pray that it, if you're struggling or if you're kind of trying to figure out your identity i pray that you got something out of it and it begins to take you on that on that path and that journey to discovering your identity so you can come back and leave me a comment hit me up in my email let me know that it blessed you and now you are very sure you're anchored in who god says you are you're anchored in your uniqueness you're anchored in you know your your character you're anchored in your purpose you know that you know that you know because when you know that you know nothing is going to be able to take that from you not no trial no tribulation not no person not no difficulty not no success not no failure you are who you are because God said so because he created you that way and nothing outside of that is going to add or take away from that so i pray again that it blessed you i have a special treat for you guys um you might not know because i don't talk about it too much but um i do write poetry i'm starting to kind of get out of my shell about it you know for years i kind of wanted to shrink back from it or hide it and not really be vocal about it but i feel the lord is um really unctioning me to to be you know to do more and to be you know to put it out there more so my very very first poem that i wrote in 2015 is called pieces of me and i didn't even know then that i was really prophesying because this really is a poem about me being in an identity crisis and i didn't even know that's just how holy spirit is i had never wrote poetry up until that moment um i never wanted to write poetry i never really was interested in poetry all like that I literally was journaling in my journal like I do all the time and literally a poem came out. That's it just happened that way. Like real talk. Um, but yes, it's called Pieces of Me. And I want to read it for you for you guys because I pray that it encourages you, that it blesses you. If you also have a gift, you're creative, you're a writer, you, you write poetry, you know, that's a gift from God. And he wants to use that to be a blessing and for him to be glorified. So I would encourage you to, um, you know, begin to lean into that. Right. So pieces of me were scattered, shattered, shook, took, and I didn't even know it. Where did they go? How can it be? How can I get back the pieces of me? A little girl, innocent, beautiful, lovely, pure, dreams, desires, aspirations in her air. Life, love, laughter is in her. It engulfs her very being. Then something happens. In an instant, a hammer strikes, a horrendous blow. One, two, three. And just like that, I lost the pieces of me. Devastation, isolation, destruction, and despair has now become her new air. Frustrated, degraded, manipulated, she feels, trying to hang on by the beat of her heels. Empty, scared, abandoned, and alone. One day she looks up to realize she has grown. Now what? running her race, but can't stand the sight of her own face, trying to fill up her empty place. Men, sex, marijuana, alcohol, bars, streets are her life, attempting to medicate from all the strife. Misery, anger, bitterness, disappointment are her friends, since they're always there, polluting up all her air. All she can think is life isn't fair. Why can't I find love anywhere? She is dying a slow death, as she continues to lose her breath, tired of crying, giving up on trying, it doesn't make sense what happened to me. Then she had an epiphany and she began to see that all this time she had been dying to find the pieces of me. So yes, yes, yes. That is my very first piece I wrote back in 2015. And um, it, I was definitely in a season and where I just was lost. And, as, and, and that was in real time um, when I wrote that poem. So um, even to look back on it now, it's like, wow, I wrote that. <laughs> but God is so good, right? He, he works all, like the word says, all things work together for your good. And even when you don't know why you're doing something or you don't really understand the gift or you don't, you know, really know where you're at and you're, you know, God is still, he's still moving and he's still working. So be encouraged. Every one of my sisters out there, um, be encouraged, sister. I see you on here, my girl. You always rocking with me. I appreciate you so much. Much love. 
Um, be encouraged, sis. Wherever you at, whatever you're going through, know that God is with you, that he'll He'll meet you right where you are. He's going to answer whatever the questions, whatever you're seeking him for. We know the word tells us when you seek, you shall find. When you knock, the door will be opened unto you. Sometimes we're looking in all these other places for things like our identity, our purpose. But if we just seek God for it, he said, we'll find it. If we just knock on the door, um, the Lord said it'll be open unto us. So that's my prayer is that that you will take the practical things that I've even mentioned in this podcast, but you will take it back to God and seek him for more clarity, for more, you know, direction, for more instruction. Right. And he's going to give it to you. He's not going to withhold no good thing from the upright and the righteous. He wants you to know who he created you to be. He wants you to be anchored in who you are. He wants to restore your true identity to you. If the enemy has come in, we know the uh, word tells us in what Proverbs 6, 30, 30 and 31. Um, that when the thief is caught, he got to repay. So come on now, sis, you're going to get some recompense, compensation, and restitution for whatever the enemy stole from you. It says he has to repay seven times as much and give up all the wealth of his house. And that is my prayer for you. That is my the, the, the blessing that I leave with you is Proverbs and meditate on that, study it, take it back to God. Because sometimes the enemy just have stolen some things from us. Sometimes he has been the identity thief, right? But the Bible says that the enemy, they, when he caught, he going to pay seven times as much. That means it's full and complete because seven means completion in Hebrew. It's a full and complete. He got the re his repayment is recompense, restitution, and compensation. God will repay you double like he did Job for everything that you endured and went through. God is a good God. So I just pray that over your life today. Every person who hears it, listens to the replay, um, that I also pray it over your life. And I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that the Lord will make his face to shine upon you, be gracious to you, and grant you his his peace. Um, if you guys want to connect with me, I will leave um, all my contact information, my website, all of that good information in the description box. But I always have to tell you that your past does not define you. It develops you and you are worthy. I will see you guys next time.